0: So we're back with season three, episode seven, Hate on Your Dial. This episode was written by Nancy Miller, directed by Alan Eastman, and it originally aired on November 6th, 1989. My first inclination when I started watching this episode is that we should skip it all together, But I wanted to give Kim the option. Because it is history, as horrible as it is. I totally left it up to her, but I wanted her to watch it first before you know she decided whether she wanted to opt out. Kim, and these are her words that she's allowing me to use, Kim herself, being a black woman, is very sensitive to this issue, as you can imagine. She understands that history needs to be shown, but she doesn't want to have to watch it. She understands its history, but having to watch it was just too much for her. We talked about it a lot as she was making her decision not to finish watching the episode. And there was a few things that she said that I said, I wish you could say that on the episode. And so she wanted me to record her. So there is a little snippet at the end, and I really hope you listen to the end to listen to Kim and what she has to say. I think that going back to 1954, from when this episode was created, was supposed to show the viewer just how enlightened the world had become. But watching it through twenty twenty three eyes, it's still uncomfortable. The 1954 part is extremely sad, tragic, and horrific. It's history. It's our history. Watching the 1989 part really bothered me as well because they hadn't evolved as much as I think they thought they had. And I mean, they're still waving a Confederate flag around as if it only meant I live in the South, and Johnny uses the R word. I guess what I'm trying to say is, I guess if we're looking at something from 1989... As if it were history and not. As if they were trying to do some sort of social awareness episode and it didn't cut it, looking at it now. Maybe it did back then. I don't know. And I'm not sure if I'm explaining it the way I'm thinking it, but hopefully I'm making sense. So I'm not going to do a scene by scene on this one. I'm just going to do a quick overview. You know, we have Ray Pierce and his brother Archie working on a car and looking at an old family picture. Their mother's pregnant in the photo, so Ray wasn't even born at the time. In 1954, and it happened to be the day that schools were desegregated in the South. So Ray wasn't born. His father was hanged for killing a sharecropper. He didn't grow up with his father. His mother was the one who testified against the father, although Ray doesn't know that. But as soon as they said there was a female witness who was never named publicly, I knew it was her. So, how did Ray learn so much hate? Archie witnessed all the hate, and he doesn't have hate. Where does Ray get it from? Where does that come from is my question. I mean he grew up without a father and people get angry about that kind of thing but where does that hate come from? I don't know. In the garage Elliot, a neighborhood kid, comes in selling candy for school and Ray becomes angry and dumps the candy and throws him against the car which breaks the radio that is sitting there ready to be installed. And then the next day Archie goes to the store and buys a radio that just so happens to be the same year and type needed to replace the broken one. Johnny had just purchased it along with a bunch of junk from a woman getting rid of items from her house. And Johnny throws in the Confederate flag that Archie found and is waving around for free. Then Mickey comes and they learn that he didn't check the manifest and obviously it shows up in the manifest. So Jack's not happy when he gets back but maybe once in a while they should tell Johnny a few things before leaving him alone in the store because he asked why he needed to look in the manifest earlier. So, you know, Ray installs the radio, and he goes out looking for Elliot. I still don't understand where this hate comes from. The kid was in his garage for five seconds. How could you hate somebody that quickly? Why would you go looking for him? And obviously he kills Elliot, but Elliot's blood makes the radios happen, and he goes back to 1954, and he's convinced he can keep his father from being caught and hung. You know, he becomes part of the group that kills the sharecropper, And, you know, we go through the whole, Ray tries to tell him about the female witness. He tries to tell him that they have to make sure that there's no witnesses. And when Ray realizes there wasn't a witness, he thinks he saved his father. And accidentally, as he's wiping the blood off the radio, he goes back to real time. And his father's not there. So now he's angry and he wants to go back because he's adamant that he's going to save his father. Now he goes back. First, he kills Archie in the garage, and he uses the blood to go back. Now, when he's back, he finds out that his father beats his brother, Archie, which is why Archie is disabled now. And it doesn't matter to him. It doesn't matter. He's fixated on saving this horrible, disgusting man. And I just... So to make a long story short, Jack and Johnny end up going back with him because they were trying to open the car door when the car disappeared. And Jack gives the photo album, which has the pictures of all these guys in it, to the sheriff, who we know because we've seen a million movies, that the sheriff is the only level-headed guy in the town. But secretly, he's the leader of the group that I'm not even going to say that is killing these people. So he thinks Ray is a spy. And they end up burning Ray at the stake. And at the last minute, he, he's calling his father. Steve is the one who lights him on fire. And Ray's calling dad, daddy. And Steve apparently realizes that the mother was the witness and that this is somehow his son. Now, I think the mother in present time recognized that the man who was there in 1954 at their house was her son because obviously he grew up and he looks exactly like the guy. So she knew this was going to happen. But I have to say, she should have done something. She should have told him the truth about his father. I just feel like she was one of those people who the parent either left or died. You never want to talk bad about your ex-partner or your deceased husband, wife, whatever. But does this guy grew up hating. For the only reason I could see is that they hung his father. So she should have done more to explain what his father was like and how wrong his thinking was. That should have been drummed into him as a child growing up. His father was 100% wrong. He killed a person, a person, and they were absolutely right to make him pay for that crime. And that it was a crime. Instead of glorifying him as some poor guy that was trying to do the right thing and was arrested and killed for his efforts. I don't know that's what she did, but I feel like this guy was idolizing his father and he had to get that impression somewhere. Although I don't know that it would help because he saw what his father was like. He saw that he was beating Archie and he's the one who probably gave him the brain damage that he has as an adult. But yeah, he had no problem killing Archie to get back to 1954 to save the scumbag. So basically, Ray and his father are cut from the same mold. I think the mother could have tried harder, but you you don't want to always blame parents. But I just don't know where the hate comes from. So after Ray burned and they returned to 1989, I half expected to see Archie alive. But nothing changed by Ray dying in 1954. Nothing changed. So I'd like to think that his death in any timeline meant nothing and changed nothing anywhere in the world because he was just such a waste of life and a useless person. That's what I'd like to think was the moral to the story. Probably wasn't, but I'd like to think that he was such a useless, hateful, horrible person that his death in 1954, or any timeline, meant nothing to the world. So I would have liked it better if Ray had actually learned something by going back and seeing who his father was and seeing the destruction and the way they treated people. And even if he still died at the end, I would have liked to have seen him realize that his thinking was wrong, but that didn't happen. So basically in this one, we're looking at two moments in history. One is horrific and tragic, and the other one is supposed to be more enlightened, but still problematic. But there is a scene where Johnny says that they've come a long way since 1954, and Jack doesn't agree. He says something like, not far enough. So they do acknowledge that. So I'll give him that. But on the other hand, we can hope that we continue to make progress as a society because we really haven't made as much as we'd like to think. And someday people will look back at us and think, what the hell are they doing? But unfortunately, things right now seem to be moving backwards, which is another reason why this episode is bothersome. You're watching it thinking, oh my God, 1989, we've made so much progress. And I think we did make some progress, but that progress seems to be going away right now. So I don't have really too much more to say about this episode. Like I said, my first inclination was to skip it, and I didn't know how Kim was going to react to it, and you will hear in one minute how she did react to it. And even while recording this, still, I was still on the fence about whether we should just skip this episode or not. But I think, in my opinion, Kim's reaction to this episode needs to be heard. She's looking at it personally. Kim agrees that it's history, but she has feelings about having to watch it and talk about it. I mean, she was comfortable talking about it with me, but I don't know that she would have wanted to go on the air and talk about everything that we did talk about. This is a small little bit that she wanted to say. So I hope you all listen to it, and I hope you take it to heart, and we'll see you next week. I'm not finishing the rest because I could never understand the concept of hate. I can't understand the concept of hate. Why somebody would hate me with the color of my skin and god made us all human and if you said you're a christian then it should be love and we love our neighbors as we love ourselves we're supposed to be kind to one another we're all one human race and it just hurts me that it is evil in the heart of man in this time and age we should be better we should be much better but um thank you for hearing me out